0: Trading in futures products entails significant risk of loss which must be understood prior to trading and may not be appropriate for all investors. Good morning, everybody. It's Monday, August 28th, 5.30 a.m. Central Time. December corn futures up three and a half at 491 and a half. November soybeans up 10 cents at 1397 and three quarters. Soybean market gapped higher last night. December Chicago wheat down five and three quarters at 616. December Kansas City wheat down 11 and three quarters at 752 and three quarters. December spring wheat down two and a quarter at 799 and three quarters. Uh, Pro Farmer had their crop tour results out on Friday. Why don't we start there?
1: So the group pegged the national corn yield at 172 bushels per acre versus last year's tour estimate of 168.1 bushels per acre. USDA currently estimates the U S corn yield at 175.1 bushels per acre. The group pegged the U S soybean yield at 49.7 bushels per acre versus last year's tour estimate of 51.7 bushels per acre USDA currently estimates the U.S the U.S. soybean yield at 50.9 bushels per acre. Pro Farmer's estimate of the U.S. corn yield in particular is very often below the August USDA estimate.
0: Okay, I've got a bunch of stuff written down here. First off, let's make everybody aware of this. This is what Pro Farmer says about the national results. Um, the, the results are based on data gathered during the crop tour, but also crop maturity, acreage adjustments that they've made, Historical differences in tour data versus USDA final yields, and areas outside those sampled on the crop tour. That's why Friday's numbers differ from the crop tour figures. Okay, so we got that out of the way. Now, historically, Pro Farmer and their tour results have a bullish bias relative to USDA. And when I say bullish, I mean that the numbers are below USDA's estimates more often than not. Uh, to get specific here, uh, the Pro uh, corn production estimate has only been above the August USda estimate four times since two thousand. so that means every other year pro farmer's been below the August USda estimate so if you think the pro farmer crop tour is out to get you in regard to the markets they're not and if you had to make any argument and they're not they have no agenda but if they did it would be a bullish agenda because, Uh, the the two findings are more often than not below USDA. In the case of soybeans, it's not um, as slanted, but it is still slanted. They've only been above uh, USDA's August production estimate, I believe nine times since 2000. So more often than not, you're going to see pro farmer uh, come in below USDA's August estimate for both crops. Um, Here's the year over year stuff. And this is what I think is of interest. So in terms of what pro farmers projecting year over year, ProFarmer says the corn yield is going to be 3.9 bushels per acre better than last year, tour versus tour. USDA says uh, the corn yield is going to be 1.8 bushels per per acre better versus last year. So both entities indicating that the corn yield nationally is going to be better than last year. Yeah, they're a little bit different. Soybeans is is what sticks out to me. So the tour says, tour versus tour, the bean yield is going to be two bushels worse nationally than last year, where USDA is saying 1.4 bushels per acre better than last year. That's where the issue is, if there is an issue with the tour findings, is in the soybeans, which makes total sense given the, um, the late August weather patterns that we've seen and will continue to see here. Hot and dry, really not a great finish. So if, if there's one take-home for me, it's, it's that the corn was probably not a non-event in regard to the tour findings. I think the soybeans are of interest, though. I mean, the tour is saying we're down versus last year. Uh, USDA is saying that's not the case. Um, interesting stuff, nevertheless.
1: Portions of the southern U.S. Corn Belt saw weekend rainfall. Most areas, however, remain dry. The seven-day government forecast offers little to no rain for the central U.S. The 10-day Euro and GFS suggest similarly dry conditions through the first week of September. Heat will be a factor again this week. Above-normal temperatures will persist across the plains most of the week and will make their way to the central Corn Belt by the weekend. Parts of Iowa and Illinois could see temperatures again in the 90s by Saturday.
0: I think this is probably why you saw the gap higher in beans last night. If you came into this week with a wet forecast and more moderate temperatures, you probably wouldn't have seen this sort of price action. But we gapped higher in beans last night. November futures were above $14 for a good chunk of the night session. Uh, This is just not a good finish as it relates to the U.S. soybean crop. It's been too hot and too dry. you got some heat coming in again uh, this weekend. It's going to be above normal in the northern plains, I think, uh, today and and more so out west. But then by Saturday, Sunday, you're talking 90s again for Illinois and Iowa, which is uh, way above normal in terms of of seasonal type stuff. So the weather, I think especially as it relates to the is kind of a friendly item here.
1: So if you guys are not already subscribed to our premium content, you need to do so. Uh, Joe, can you tell me about a couple of videos you put together last week?
0: Yeah, we had a couple really good ones at the end of last week. The mailbag videos are one of my favorite ones to do. So we take questions that come in from subscribers or comments and kind of address them. One of the comments that came in was this, I'd rather own corn than dollars. Uh, For a a few different reasons Um, inflation, money printing, uh, countries using other currencies outside of the dollar. That was a super interesting topic. On Friday, uh, Chris Barron was on with me. We uh, went through this kind of scenario. I grow corn and feed cattle. Um, You got two different businesses. How do you? Uh, manage those businesses as it relates to uh, the business management side as it relates to grain marketing uh, that sort of thing. If you guys want to see the premium stuff uh, you can sign up this morning. I'll send you over those videos. Go to www.standardgrain.com This is a $50 per month subscription you can cancel it any time. There's no other fee, no other obligation. Nobody will try to sell you anything else. It takes like one minute to sign up. You just need your credit card. You can do it on your phone or computer. Uh, check that out this morning guys.
1: Dollar transactions through the Global Swift payment system rose to a record 46 percent in july the dollar was the most popular currency followed by the euro pound yen and won the euro's share of transactions fell to its lowest level on record last month won related transactions continue to increase in july more than three percent of swift transactions involved the won, up from just 0.03 percent back in 2010
0: I get a question about this like every single day. Um, The BRICS countries are going to start using their own currencies and the dollar is losing its place as the global reserve currency. And it's just factually not true. I mean, Bloomberg telling you straight up that the dollar's share in, in global payments is the highest it's been in years at 46%. So has 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 usage of the Chinese currency increased? Yeah, but it's still 3% of global SWIFT transactions, um, which is uh, pales in comparison to the 46% uh, that uh, is the US dollar share. So yeah, the dollar is, is still very widely used. If you think that inflation is because of, of the BRICS countries using their own currency, I think you've been misinformed. We have inflation because we printed trillions of dollars and we kept interest rates at zero for far too long Uh, that's the issue with inflation
1: usda reported a flash sale of u.s soybeans to china on friday u.s exporters sold 4 million bushels of soybeans to china for delivery during the next marketing year since the beginning of the year exporters have sold 53 million bushels of soybeans uh 53 million bushels of soybeans to china through flash sales
0: it's not the it's the buyer you want to see. It's not the number you want to see. Uh, that being said, given what appears to be a tightening soybean balance sheet, especially if you're to start to trim yield, which I think is looking a little bit more likely here. Um, we don't need export demand to be where it was last year. We can afford to lose a little bit, especially given what's going on with domestic processing. Crush margins are fantastic. We're going to continue to see record crush prints. We've got these new crush plants going up. So, I mean, this this is okay news. It's good to see you'd like to see better amounts. But uh, you, can, you can paint a bullish picture in, in soybeans as it relates to the balance sheet's Um, even if you see some reduced export activity, I suppose.
1: Large money managers have increased their net short position in the corn market. CFTC released weekly commitment of traders data on Friday during the week ending August 2nd, excuse me, August 22nd, uh, the funds were net sellers of 35,000 contracts of corn. They were net buyers of 14,000 contracts of soybeans, and they were net sellers of 6,000, uh, contracts of SRW wheat for the week.
0: That's the biggest net short in the corn market we've had in a while. Um, I don't know exactly when the last time they were short this much, but 122,000 is not—it's not super heavy, but it's—it's um, it's getting there. And uh, the funds appear to be a little bit more comfortable short the corn market. They're short a market in corn that uh, has more carry. Uh, then we've seen recently, which is to the advantage of the short when they have to roll this short position out of, uh, December, they're going to buy back a, um, a lower price December futures contract and then sell, you know, a higher price deferred, whether it be March, May, July, whatever. So the, uh, the carries to the advantage of, of the funds in, in the corn market beans, this is like a modest net long, but probably growing here. Um, you know, late last week and into today with the, uh, rallying prices
1: the federal reserve will again hike rates if the economy doesn't slow during his speech on friday up in jackson hole fed chair jerome powell made a case to hold rates steady for the time being he did however leave the door open for more hikes if the economy doesn't slow enough to keep inflation on a downward trend Following the speech, the S&P 500 and the Dow Jones gained 0.7% and the NASDAQ rose 0.9%. Investors are now projecting a 20% chance of a rate increase at the Fed's next meeting in September, in September. The likelihood that the Fed will raise rates at its November or December meeting rose to around 50%.
0: Look at this picture of Powell in the journal. It looks like he's... Uh... Like one of the California people in Yellowstone that comes and tries to like put an put a airport airport like on the ranch like that's what he looks like in this picture. Um, the odds of a rate hike went up slightly following this, so you've now got a twenty percent chance of a hike in September, and they're up to like almost a fifty percent chance of a hike in November. So the way it looks today, maybe that hike comes more so in um, November. But I mean, as we've been saying for a long time now, higher for longer is the deal for rates, I believe. What did cattle do last week?
1: Uh, They had a positive week. On Friday in particular, feeder cattle futures closed an average of 95 cents higher. Live cattle futures closed an average of 69 cents higher. Cash cattle trade was steady to lower last week. Down in the Southern Plains, cattle sold between 178 and 179, which was steady uh, with the week before. Up in Nebraska, which had very few sales, but the sales that they did have uh, were around 185, which was steady to $3 lower in the western corn belt cattle sold at 185 185 which was 1 to 3 dollars lower box beef had a positive week last week choice gained a uh, choice gained about 180 on the week ending the week at 31790 select gained 431 to end the week at 29267
0: outside market's pretty quiet uh, us dollar's about flat stocks are up just marginally Crude oil is up 5 cents in the October WTI at 79.88. Have a great week, guys. Talk to you on Tuesday.